there are more people than you think around you that are feeling lonely, that they go home at the end of the day and when they sit in their living room by themselves or they lay in bed after they put their phone down and they shut the light off, that sitting there in the dark, they take a heavy sigh because they just don't want to go to work tomorrow because they don't have the relationships. When you go to that meeting today and look around a room with 10 people in the room, recognize that probably six of them are lonely and pay attention. Pay attention to it. Pay attention to people. You're listening to the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast, a show where we invite leaders to have courageous conversations about the journey of leadership, work, and culture. Let's go. Welcome back to the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Carr. Thank you so much again for joining us as we have another courageous conversation about work, leadership, and life. And I want to start with a question today. Um, Are you lonely? Would you consider yourself lonely as you look at your life as a whole and and maybe at work and even even personally? Um, there was an article that that I heard and came across uh, from NPR the other day, and here's the title. Here's the title of the article: Most Americans are lonely, and our workplace culture may not be helping. And the article goes on to share some insights from a a report that was done by Cigna uh, related to loneliness, and we'll put a link to the entire article in the show notes. So you'll be able to find that. But I want to spend some time today talking about loneliness. Some of the things in this uh, article and in the actual um, in the actual report itself. And essentially, here's, here's what the article said, that the report found that more than three in five Americans are lonely, with more and more people reporting feeling like they're left out, poorly understood, lacking companionship, and the fact that workplace culture and conditions may contribute to that loneliness. Now, the loneliness, the way they measured this was they interviewed, I believe, a thousand, a thousand adults. They used uh, what was called the UCLA um, loneliness scale. It's a scale of, it's 20 questions, and uh, people answer these questions and saying either I often feel this way, I sometimes feel this way, I rarely feel this way, and I never feel this way. And just listen to a couple of these questions and ask yourself, I don't ever feel like that, or yeah, sometimes I do. Um, I have nobody to talk to. I lack companionship. I feel as if nobody really understands me. I find myself waiting for people to call or write. There is no one I can turn to. I'm no longer close to anyone. My interests and ideas are not shared by those around me. I'm I'm unable to reach out and communicate with those around me. My social relationships are superficial. I feel starved for company. No one knows me well. It's difficult for me to make friends. People are around me, but not with me. I would argue seasons, we may all go through some of this, but but as a whole, um, loneliness has all sorts of side effects and and downsides. Um, and so let me just let me just pull a little bit of that, a little bit of this out from this news article. It was actually 10,000 adults that were surveyed uh, this past summer. Um, Pervasive loneliness has widespread effects. Um, It's strongly linked to mental health issues such as anxiety and depression, and it can absolutely impact uh, physical uh, physical health as well. Now think about this, missed days at work. Um, In the last year, uh, the average person may miss two days a year due to being sick, but they'll miss five days a year due to stress. 
workplace stress we know is a major issue. It's a it's an underlying factor in all uh, in all chronic health related issues. And so when we can start to combat loneliness, when we can combat stress, it becomes better for for everybody for everybody involved. Uh, loneliness appeared to be more common among men. 63% of men compared to only 58% of women. Now, I don't find that, for me, I don't find that surprising at all. Um, men, I think, are really, really good at saying they have lots of connections and lots of relationships. But in reality, they don't have the depth of relationships that a lot of times we see uh, women we see women have. And I think that's a, a social stereotype. Uh, I think that's been perpetuated over and over. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's healthy. I don't think women were just designed differently to have deeper relationships than men uh, or to express those emotions. There are no such thing as male and female emotions. Everybody was created with a set of emotions. How we express them could be very different. We express them as um, they have a masculine expression or a feminine expression. But there are no such things as male and female emotions, and so it doesn't mean women were created for deeper relationships. I think women are better at developing and cultivating those. Another interesting thing that came out of the out of the survey. And listen to this: seventy three percent, seventy three percent of very heavy social media users were considered lonely, as compared with fifty two percent of light users. Seventy three percent of people who use social media heavily considered themselves lonely. Now, you think we are the most connected we have ever been in the history of mankind. You can tweet, you can send direct messages, you can post on social media, you can text and have conversations almost instantly with anybody around the world. Yet we are more lonely than ever. Why is that? Why is that? I think it's because it's really easy to hide behind your Instagram account. It's really easy to hide behind your LinkedIn profile or behind whatever you want to post on Facebook and not have any real connection. And we see the results of not ever having any real connection. We see what happens when we don't have connection. We can't have dialogue. We can't have debate. We can't even disagree well. And we certainly won't ever have compromise because we never really actually communicate. Uh, feelings of isolation were prevalent across all generations, Gen Z. Uh, people who are 18 to 22 years old when surveyed had the highest average of loneliness um, on the 80-point scale. They averaged about 50. With baby boomers, the lowest, about 43. So 43 the lowest, 50 the highest, but all the generations were right were right in that range. Um, again, I don't find that a coincidence that, that the younger generation who may be more connected socially through social media platforms are losing the connection with real people, but it's not just unique. It's not just unique to them. Now let's dive into some work stuff a little bit. Just let's talk about work for a second. Um, the report found that people with good coworker relationships were 10 points less lonely. They were 10 points less lonely. Do you have good friends at work? Do you have colleagues that you enjoy and look forward to eating lunch with or chatting with when you get in in the morning or that you socialize with outside of work? If you do, you are probably less lonely than people who don't. Um, 
When colleagues felt like they shared goals, average loneliness scores dropped almost eight points. When there was a common goal that everybody was working towards on the team, loneliness scores would drop. So ask yourself, does everyone understand what we're trying to do? It's why communicating vision is so important. It's why communicating mission is so important and having consistency and clarity of that message. 12% of lonely workers believe that their work is lower quality than it should be. So now we, we can tie relationships directly to quality. Uh, there's also a higher risk of turnover. In an average month, lonely workers report that they think about quitting their jobs more than twice as often as non-lonely workers. Again, a lot of times it's not the work that people are leaving. It's the connection. It's the connection with people around them and it's the connection with their leader. How well have they connected with their leader in a relationship beyond just getting the job done? Because let's be honest, a lot of you have left a job and you went somewhere else and you're doing the exact same work that you were doing at the previous place. And here's what you hope showing up at the new place, that your new quote unquote boss, your new leader just doesn't suck as bad as the last one. So all of a sudden the standard for leadership becomes lower and lower and lower. Well, listen, if I'm not as bad as the last guy, if I'm not as bad as the last gal, then I'm doing okay. And I would argue um, just not sucking is not the standard by which we should, by which we should probably, uh, that we should probably chase. I just think this idea of loneliness is really, really important as we look at what can we do as leaders to help our people feel connected every single day. We know that when people have relationship, um, they're going to show up better and they're going to show up better, not just for themselves, but they're going to show up better for the organization and for other people around them. Everybody is going through something at some point in their life. And if they don't have a place they can go and feel like they can be connected, then it's a ripple effect throughout their entire throughout their entire lives when they're going through a storm of their life. So here's what I want to do. I want to give you some ways to combat loneliness with those people around you. Give you some ways to combat loneliness, um, both just as, as, a, as a person showing up to work, but also as a leader. And here's the first one. Um, be vulnerable. Be vulnerable yourself, especially if you're in a leadership position. Your team will build relationship at tr and trust at the depth you build relationship and trust. That means you need to be vulnerable means you need to be vulnerable professionally. Raise your hand when you say you don't know. Admit when you made a mistake. Publicly admit when you've made a mistake so people know it's okay to make mistakes. Be vulnerable. Be vulnerable in one-on-ones. Don't be afraid to make a deep connection. Don't be afraid to share a personal story. Don't be afraid to ask questions so you can hear someone's heart and what's going on in their lives. Be vulnerable. Here's a second way I think you can help combat loneliness. Admit it. Admit it. If you're lonely, admit it. Don't be afraid to tell somebody. Now, you don't have to publish this and broadcast this everywhere. But if you genuinely right now, if there was a crisis in your life, if something happened today, let's say that uh, that your, your marriage um, for some reason started, it, it fell apart. Maybe it's been bad for a while, but but today was the day it, it completely it completely fell apart. Today was the day they moved out. Today was the day that that you got uh, papers served, or some other crisis in your life. Who would you call? Who would you call and talk to? Who are the who are the two or three people in your life that you would call and let them know what's going on? 
and ask them to come alongside you. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't have those people, then you're probably lonelier than you think. And you're probably just, um, you're kidding yourself or you're, uh, you're disguising your loneliness with how busy you are, uh, with the, the superficial friendships you have. If your world were collapsing and crumbling right now, who are the two or three people that you would pick up the phone and call and say, hey, this is going on and I need you? We all need those people. We all need those people in our lives. Um, in a previous episode, we talked about the three people you need around you, and one of those was you need those those identity uh, partners. You need that identity group, those people who are who come beside you. That's what this is talking about. And if you don't have that, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Here's what I found through years of doing doing um, relationship work, um, not just with with couples, but especially with like men's groups. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this, the exact same is true for women. Um, normally, what it takes is it takes somebody to have enough courage just to raise their hand, and you'll find a couple other people around you that are feeling the same way. They've just been too scared or nervous to say anything. But as soon as you do, they will. And as soon as you do, you're going to be able to start figuring out, well, how can we then work and help with each other as we go through this and just build some deep relationships? So be vulnerable. Um, admit it and raise your hand if that's you. Here's a third way. Uh, pay attention. Pay attention to other people. As you show up every day and as you interact with them, just remind yourself that there are more people than you think around you that are feeling lonely, that they go home at the end of the day and when they sit in their living room by themselves or they lay in bed after they put their phone down and they shut the light off, that sitting there in the dark, they take a heavy sigh because they just don't want to go to work tomorrow because they don't have the relationships. When you go to that meeting today and look around a room with 10 people in the room, recognize that probably six of them are lonely. And pay attention. Pay attention to it. Pay attention to people, to nonverbals, to people who are just ask, who are acting a little off and you don't know why. We communicate a lot through our nonverbals, right? 55% of all communication is nonverbal. So people will tell you what's going on with them and what they're thinking if you will just pay attention to them. So pay attention. And when you recognize something, just ask. Ask them, hey, are you doing okay? Hey, is everything all right? You know, this asking and admitting, the second one, I think, go hand in hand. And we see this culturally, by the way. Um, there, there's a celebrity who, who, loses their life, um, who loses their life through suicide. And social media begins to be flooded with, if you're feeling this way, know you're not alone, call me, text me. Everybody's willing to help in those moments. And then 60 days go by and 90 days go by and we forget all about it. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever forget about it as you sit at a room and, and just look around at people and go, I wonder who in here is lonely. I wonder who in here is going through something that I don't know anything about. How can I find out? How can I lean in and ask? Here's a fourth way. Um, it's what I call people walks. 
And so, you know, I've, I've been working for the last several years inside manufacturing setting and um, our, our leaders would take boardwalks where they would walk the facilities and they would look at these production boards inside the facilities to see how we're doing, where are their issues, where can leadership help and, and solve problems and all of that. But I, in that, I would encourage leaders a couple times a week to go, don't take a production walk, don't take a boardwalk, take a people walk. Walk the floor with no other intention other than to connect with people. Don't go in and talk about the job. Don't go in and talk about even the problems that they're having. Go in and talk about them. Hey, how are you doing? How are things? Hopefully, as you build relationship, you're going to be able to go back to them and follow up. Hey, so how'd the thing go with your son? How's he doing? Hey, how'd that? How'd the uh, program go with your daughter? Everything work? Right? Like, like build relationship. By the way, you don't build best friends overnight. So it doesn't happen right away and it doesn't have to be forced. It takes time. And so let it take time. But you've got to start somewhere with it. And oh, by the way, it doesn't mean you have to be best friends with everybody. It doesn't mean you have to want to go out with everybody you work with at the end of the day to grab a drink or go grab dinner or have over on a weekend. That is not what we're talking about here. Yes, you need some of those. You absolutely, I hope you have some close friends that you happen to get to work with. I would tell you that some of my closest friends right now in my life are people uh, that I work with and that I get to interact with regularly in a professional setting. And then it has bled over into, into into our personal lives. You don't have to be best friends with everybody, but I think you need to have a relationship with nearly everybody you work with in some capacity especially the, the ones you work with immediately. If you're a leader and you have people in your span of care, then I absolutely think you need to be having relationship with them. People walks is a great way to do that. One last way, I think, to combat loneliness. Um, be very, very careful about email and text. Now, I know that we, um, as a society, rely on email and texting a lot. Um, email is the ultimate CYA tool because it's really easy to throw your hands up and go, I sent them an email. I'm waiting for them. It's on them. It's really easy just to fire off a quick text. Remember, email and text is really, really great for communicating information. It is not great for conversation. It's great for communicating information. It's not great for conversation. And there are times, and you know this to be true, there are times where it would just be easier if you would pick up the phone and call somebody instead instead of sending them a text or sending them an email. Like if you need that answer, pick up the phone and call them. Yes, you may need to follow up with an email so there's documentation or whatever else there is. But if we truly want to communicate and connect well, then we need to pick up the phone. We need to connect in person. We need to see each other eye to eye. So I'm not saying we can ever stop email and texting. I'm just saying the next time you're going to fire off a quick email or text, ask yourself, would it be better to actually have a conversation? Would there be more connection if I just pick up the phone real quick and call them? And I know most people go, I don't even want you to, don't call me, don't leave me a voicemail, text me. That's part of the problem is that we're creating a standard where I'm not going to pick up the phone if you call. So just text me. And all we do when we do that is we isolate ourselves a little bit at a time. We don't actually have any conversation with people. And when we don't do that long enough, then it gets to be hard to do that. 
right? When you don't have actual conversation with people for any extended period of time, it's hard to get back into that flow, isn't it? Like think about if you've been isolated because you've been sick for four or five days. Like some of you can't wait to get back to talking to people. Others of you, it takes a little bit to get back into it. Well, imagine doing that for six months. Imagine isolating ourselves in such a way where we don't have any of that. And all of a sudden now we feel like, as one of those questions stated, I'm unable to reach out and communicate with those around me. Or all of my relationships become superficial because we don't ever really talk about things. Be very, very careful with email and text. Texting is a great way to send a quick message to someone to let them know you're thinking of them. But if that's all you do, the relationship will never will never really grow. There's no doubt that loneliness um, is a problem. I'm also a firm believer that one of the greatest things we can do as leaders is to help build people up and connect them in deep, meaningful relationship. And when you start driving things around having meaningful relationships with people in your organization, through your supply chain, through your ecosystem, when you start building meaningful relationships, what comes out of that are all the best things of this life, personally and professionally. What matters to the bottom line of my soul and what matters to the bottom line of our P&L statement. All of that can be driven way beyond our expectations if we just look to develop meaningful relationships. Because why? Because I'm a firm believer we were all created for relationship. That we weren't meant to do life alone. That, that we were from the very beginning meant to be in relationship with other people. And so when we're not, at the deepest level, we're missing something that is that is embedded deep within us, and we will never feel the way we were truly designed to feel. We will never accomplish what I think we were truly designed to accomplish without deep, meaningful relationships. And we're, we're in a world where three out of five Americans feel lonely, where people will call in sick and miss work because of stress, because they feel lonely where people feel like their work quality isn't as good because they're, because they're lonely or they think about leaving because they're lonely, facing this battle of loneliness head on, uh, I don't think there could be anything more important for us as leaders. So pay attention to the people around you. Where can you lean in? And maybe, maybe you're the guy that's lonely. Maybe you're the gal that's lonely. Maybe you need to be the one to admit and raise your hand and then start to build some relationship because life is too short not to have those types of deep, meaningful relationships in our lives. Okay, so really appreciate the time you guys give us every week and listening and downloading and subscribing. If that's you and you and you regularly uh, get our downloads because you've subscribed to the podcast, thank you. If you want to make sure you don't miss an episode, you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if you do that, it would mean the world to me if you would leave us uh, leave us a review and leave us a rating. That certainly helps. That helps in lots of ways as we continue to build this and and hopefully continue to have these conversations that are encouraging, challenging, and inspiring to you. If you want to get a hold of us, the easiest way to do that, uh, you can find us on LinkedIn. You can find the Lippert Academy for Leadership on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can go to our website, which is LCI, the number one, 
lci1.com slash academy. That's lci1.com slash academy. You can also email us academy at lci1.com. We would love to connect with you and find out where you are on your journey of cultural leadership and work and if there's anything we could do to help you. So we'd love to hear from you. Or if you have thoughts on the podcast or guests that we should bring on sometime, uh, thanks for those of you who have already sent us some of that and continue to do so if you have some of those. Okay, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lippert Components, Inc. As always, thanks to Eternity Bro for the theme music, our executive producer, Michael Yoder, and the team over at TruthWork Media. Until next time, I'm your host, Dustin Carr, reminding you to think differently, lead courageously, and live passionately. See ya.